everyone, welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, wasn't expecting to be having this chat tonight, so I'm looking forward to uh, to talking about a few things. Yeah, um, I've been in a bit of a giddy mood all day, to be fair, and I think it's the fact that I've been getting full night's sleep for the last <laughs> four or five days, whatever it is now. Um. And obviously, full day at work, little meeting that we've just had, and now recording an episode that we weren't planning on recording. So, um, which is also a reason why I'm a little bit giddy because what the bulk of this episode is going to be about. Right. Uh, <laughs> I know you're maybe not as giddy as me about it, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting on the fence a little bit, but I'm leaning in a certain direction. So we'll see. Yeah. So yeah, like we say, we we weren't planning on recording one. Uh, we were only going to do one episode this week on Thursday, um, which we'll still be doing. But yeah, obviously, Bulls have finally done something. Um, and the first bit we'll get out of the way is, obviously, they've also confirmed today that Lonzo Ball has been shut down for the rest of the season. Shock, mm. horror. Didn't see that coming, did you? Well, no, it certainly caught me by by surprise. Um, not, we've been, only been waiting for it since what October, November. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we'd give it any more time than than that because we've given it enough time as it is. So, no, the the only thing I'd throw in there is that um, it's just frustrating that they didn't do it sooner when they could have actually benefited from it. Whereas at the moment now, all they've got out of it is an announcement and everybody kind of, kind of going, well, yeah, we knew that already. So you, you mean to say that AK did nothing? Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they did something a little too late. You mean he's been sleeping all year and is evaluated and he's still evaluating and... Yeah. He's been hibernating for the winter, and now that it's coming to the <laughs> springtime, he's beginning to wake up a bit and kind of go, "Okay, what's what's going on here? What do I need to do?" Oh shit! I've got a basketball team to run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. That's uh, that's that bit done there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, onto the bulk of the episode, and like I say, they've finally done something. AK's finally woke up from his hibernation. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing trade deadline as we kind of expected as I said yeah uh, we kind of wait for the buyout main part of it we were chasing Russell Westbrook right and as announced yesterday he's staying in LA to move to the other well so the same arena isn't it yeah, uh, it's the exact same arena he, I'm sure he's in the same house and didn't have to change anything apart from a jersey yeah so obviously joining Clippers um, which oh, I wasn't particularly high on him coming as it was. Um, I know you'd kind of convinced yourself it was the right thing that we had to do. Yeah, I had. Um, I mean, when it first kind of came out that we were looking at Westbrook, I was absolutely against it. Um, same as yourself. I was like, I don't like it. I don't like the way he fits uh, from a basketball perspective with this team. I just couldn't see it. But then as as it was trickling along and nothing else was kind of happening and the disappointment of um, of the trade deadline, 
I just wanted to see something. And I thought, well, with the way the Bulls had been performing, um, with the lack of energy, the lack of passion, the lack of heart, and the way we were getting beaten or thrown away leads, I thought, well, at least Russ is going to inject some bit of energy, some bit of drive, even if he's not doing it in the areas that we're lacking. He's just bolstering the areas that have fallen off. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's kind of how I convinced myself that it was, you know, at least it was something. Yeah. And I hadn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, obviously that was announced yesterday. And then Bulls Nation went straight to John Wall or Pat Bev. Right. Um, and then, well, I was actually asleep, which was a, a shock. And it was announced that Pat Bev is the, the way they've gone. Yeah. Bringing him home. Um, now, personally, I love it. Um, I've been saying since last year, I think he'd fit well on this, well, coming off the bench, whatever kind of character that we, this team needs because a bit of passion, a bit of fire, a bit of energy, holding players accountable. Yeah. Basically, it's how he is on the court, also in the, the locker room, being an irritant, an agitator, just get something out of these the, this roster that we've got. Um, and to me, obviously going back to yesterday, you know, John Wall, why? You know, we've already got one point guard rehabbing. We don't need another one. I know we've only got 23 games left, like, but... Still. Uh, yeah. You know, so to me, out of the two, Pat Bev was the the, the one I wanted. I wanted him yeah. over Westbrook too, as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, But I do get why people don't like it, can't get on board with it. And then I think some people have kind of got on board with it because Bulls have actually done something. Yeah. They're not really fussed what name it is that's going on the back of that jersey. It's a new name. Simple as. Um, well, it's change, isn't it? I mean, at the moment, it, the team just feels so stale and stagnant. Yeah. Uh, to to put an, a, a, some sort of injection into it, um, it feels like it feels like at least something is happening. Yeah. And then, like you say, a player like Pat Bev, who, you know, regardless of how I feel about him at the moment, he is definitely an injection of something. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he's gonna he, he's gonna lift the the players that are dropping their heads. He's not gonna allow that to happen. Now, whether that creates a bigger problem in the locker room is where my head kind of goes, yeah. or is it going to actually? spark and ignite something within the players that have been dropping off and not you know not focused and not connected uh, we'll only we'll only see that as the, as the games roll through but um I'm hoping it's the latter um, yeah we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes I know you're very confident that it's it's going to go the right way <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm very confident it goes the right way, but no, no, come on now, you've got to stand behind your guy. You claimed I mean, him as your guy. You've got to stand yeah. behind him. No, I mean, I'm, I'm happy he's coming to Bulls. <laughs> um, 
but I am aware of the risk that, it, you know, I'm not stupid enough to think that he's a, a superstar in any way that is going to win us these next 23 games. Yeah. But as I said to you before, there's a certain style of player, person, however you want to word it, that I seem to be drawn to in terms yeah. of basketball players. Um, you know, everyone knows Javante is my guy. I'm a massive fan of Drummond. Obviously, the new style Kobe White, I absolutely love. And I think Pat Bev is just basically all of them and more. Do you know what I mean? And it, oh, we saw it last year with Tristan Thompson coming in, shouting and stuff like that, and it didn't work because for some strange reason, this <coughs> majority of this roster we've got are very sensitive to being shouted at and called out and stuff like that. Um, But the thing is, I think the way Tristan Thompson did it, he didn't back it up himself. Whereas I think with Pat Bev, you know, he's, he's, well, he said in his podcast, and he's, he can't wait to get going. He can't wait to have Chicago across his chest. Yeah. And everything that comes with that. You know, his family are excited that he's going to be there. Um, and I, I mean, he, he obviously he believes he's something that he's probably not. But that self-belief kind of, I think, does translate a little bit as well. Yeah, I don't think um, it's a bad thing. No. Um, and to be fair, I don't think he's a bad a bad option coming off the bench if that's where he does come from yeah um, you know like I say he's not a superstar player I'm, I'm, I know that you know but, but you know what we we already have three you know supposedly <laughs> super superstar players we don't we don't necessarily need a fourth we need no. role players that know their part know their position know what they need to do and do it I mean and I guess that's where he ticks the boxes I mean I, I watched that game where uh, Lakers against Celtics, uh, where LeBron had his little temper tantrum at the end um, mm-hmm. for the foul, and in the last five minutes, a lot of it was going through Pat Bev, and he was hitting threes, he was getting layups, he was solid on the defensive end. Um, yeah, and he was I taking mean, what, the ball out it, of LeBron's hands. Wow, is that loud? <laughs> but I've heard somebody else saying that uh, on an, another podcast today that he, when he was at Lakers, he was telling players like LeBron where he wanted them, where they should be and stuff like that. So if he can go in against the supposed GOAT and be like that, what does he do for this Bulls team? Do you know what I mean? Where we've got no idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, if he's telling... P. Will, where he wants him to be, what he wants him to do when he gets the ball, P. Will's going to do it because he's going to be scared of getting shouted at. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, which could cause a bit of a divide. I get that because, you you know, it, with DeMar, it's a different type of leadership, isn't it? That's a, an arm around the shoulders type leadership. Yeah. Zach is a bit more like... Sulky teenager. Yeah, his idea of leadership is give me the ball, I'm going to win the game and then I'm not because I've not got the IQ to win a game. Um, 
So even someone like Zach, I think he, he's probably already sulking about this signing because he knows he's going to get called out. He knows he's going to get shouted at because Pat Bev's already said he's going to do it. What is I it? know, he's yeah. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a random way to say it, but he's going to get in his ass. Um, not a word, hey, one a word. Whatever, he, whatever he's into. <laughs> if it works, got, that's fine by me. I prefer he got in his face than his ass, like, but um, <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> um, you know, and he basically said it because he he's going to do it to make Zach the player that we all believe he actually is. Hmm. Um, obviously he's got a, quite a good friendship with Damar already, Annie. Even though Damar yeah. said he was too small and stuff like that last year, <laughs> or st- whenever it was. <laughs> um, and he seems quite excited about playing with Vooch as well. Yes, but you know he. I mean, I think at the minute in his last however many games, he's at forty percent from three as well. So he can hit him. He's been a on the uh, defensive team of the year I think three times or something in the past you know so he does bring something when he's actually on the court as well and I think right I think his attitude and his personality is what goes before him and that's what people don't like but I think he's one of them players that if he's not on your team you can't stand him if he's yeah. on your team you'll love him yeah that's what I'm hoping for yeah, that, that's kind of where my head's at with it. That's why I'm excited. Because, yeah. you know, I think, um, was it this year, he picked up that three-game ban for pushing DeAndre Ayton from behind. Um, I can't remember what the, the ins and outs of it all was, but yeah. um, there's nobody on this team that does anything like that. No. You know, and if anyone's going to pick up a ban, you want it to be someone like Pat Bev, not... Demar. Well, that's you know, true. If, someone, if someone's going to get teed up, you want it to be Pat Bev, not Demar. Mm. You know, I'm sure Demar will still get teed up because he likes to run his mouth, doesn't he, to the refs. But if yeah. Pat Bev sees it and he gets involved and takes the tech instead, you know, happy days. You know, you don't want anybody getting techs really, but you don't want Demar picking up two and getting ejected. Yeah. So. Um, I'll quickly go over <coughs> the, the Twitter poll that we ran yesterday um, when we obviously went down to John Wall and Pat Bev. Obviously, it started, so no Westbrook for Bulls. Apparently, we've got two options. Who would you prefer? John Wall, Pat Bev, neither. Uh, 367 votes. And the I'll start from the bottom. With 29%. Pat Bev. 30% John Wall. 41% neither. So that's where that part of Bulls Nation who voted was at. They didn't want any of them. And they definitely didn't want Pat Bev. Um, Uh Uh-oh. So, obviously, (laughs) we've got Pat Bev. (laughs) Yeah. Um, A few of the uh, sort of comments on it and just give people a few quick shout out uh, Ozzy Stewart he's on all of them so shout out him um, hope Rose gets gets a buyout instead 
at least I'd be excited to see him back in the Bulls jersey. Not interested in Wall, and Pat is good at giving away techs, as we just said, yeah. and not much else. Neither will fix this team enough at this point of the season. Um, right, that, that's something I want to roll back to in a moment. Yeah, I mean, I did reply to it um, more so on the D-Rose side of it than anything else, but uh, yeah, we'll go back to it in a minute. Uh, Samadhi, uh, let the young bulls play. Keep trying Kobe and Ayo as playmakers for reps and allow Dalen and P-Will to get playmaking reps too. But knowing the front office and coaching staff, that's not happening. Um, Gary is PC as ever. <laughs> Let's fuck shit up. Not long left. Might as well. <laughs> F-U Acme. Hashtag. <laughs> there we go. It's uh, becoming a thing. <laughs> uh, Nicky Rollins. I hope that's how you say it. I'd prefer Carlick Jones. Um, Someone else we've yet to talk about from last week, but yeah. Um, your comment, don't need to read that one. <laughs> uh, Wayne, short answer, neither. Um, Jim Bob Squarepants, just because I like the name. Uh, neither. New blood for the sake of it is pointless at this point in the season. This season is a complete write-off. Let it play out and regroup in the off-season. Off-season, neither of those players make any sense to me right now. Um, then there's a few others just sort of saying should have got Westbrook. Let's just tank. Uh, season's over. Why bother? Blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, just cover most of them. I think you know you can see that the majority of people aren't excited by Pat Bev. Yeah. And before you roll back to the one about D Rose, I did put a tweet out yesterday from C Red um saying, you know, John Wall or Pat Bev neither particularly move the needle, play Dalen. Um and I think it was quite a popular thing, to be fair. And I did also comment somewhere else that we should just give the keys to the the sort of the younger players, you know, yeah. Dalen, P. Will, Kobe, Ayo. Just let them run it for the next twenty odd games. You know, we, at the end of the day, we either stay where we are or we get worse. You hope we get better, but you know. So obviously, I put that out, and then the next thing I'm excited about bringing in Pat Bev. <laughs> um, maybe comes across as a bit of a contradiction but you know like I've said Pat Bev's somebody I wanted in for a long time whether right or wrong um, and I believe well my, my my belief is he helps the youngsters as well or the younger players particularly Io and Dalen yeah you know, he's going to have that connection with Ayo from Chicago. And I think he probably sees the talent that Ayo's got. Um, basically shouts him into using it. That's <laughs> um, it. Use, use uh, the power of fear. <laughs> yeah. And then as for Dalen, uh, obviously I have shared uh, a video from back in the off season where they were working out with hmm. uh, Rico Hines. Uh, I did share it at the time as well, but, it's become a bit more prominent now in the fact in the sense that basically Rico Hines is doing an end of workout chat and 
he's on about Pat Bev getting in people's faces and going at them and stuff like that. And then he calls out Dale and Terry, um, calls it Jungen or whatever it was he says, you know, and he says he's particularly going at you because he sees himself in you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the, I don't know how obviously Dylan took it at the time, but they've obviously had a little bit of a bond in the off season, you know, when mm-hmm. he's come in as a rookie, because I think this was up in Toronto or obviously it, a lot of the Raptors players were there anyway. Um, so it's a bit random that them two was there as well. But, you know, I'd imagine it's a sort of player that Dylan needs to be working with because he is a, a very similar sort of player. Yeah. Very similar I mean, sort of personality. I think Pat Bev is just Dylan Terry on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, in terms of what he, how he does things. And we've seen last week what Dylan can do when he's on the court. So you add Pat Bev into curbing his enthusiasm a little bit, maybe, or showing him how to use it in the right way, more to the point. Yeah. 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 Cool. How to hone his art. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and that's how I've basically shared the video today is yes, I do want to see Dylan getting the minutes, but even if he doesn't get the minutes now, I think Pat Bev been here helps improve him as a, as a person and as a player, you know, even just through working out with each other and stuff like that. I think Dylan will pick a lot up from him. Um, you know, the biggest thing he's got to learn is how to shoot a three, isn't it, for Dalen? But I guess he's yeah. going to learn that off Bev. Who does he learn it from? That's the thing. Well, Zach, maybe? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, I'll let you roll it back to the uh, Aussie Stewart's uh, comment. Yeah, it, it wasn't so much the the Derek Rose side of it. It was the uh, the second half of what he'd said there, which I can't remember exactly what it was now. But uh, um, I'll just read it again. Pat is, okay. uh, Pat is good at giving away text and not much else. Neither will fix this team enough at this point of the season. Right. Okay, that was it. So yes. about in regards to fixing this team, right? And you were talking about you know um, him coming in, it's going to lift the team and. I guess my question is, how much do you want him to lift the team at this stage? Like, because my fear is, if he does come in and create a lift and improve things over the course of the next 23 games, is it just going to bring us to a point where we just about scrape into the play-ins and then get knocked out or even make it to the first round of the playoff and then take a first round exit after, you know, maybe winning one or two games? what does that benefit us at this stage of the season? Not that I'm calling for a tank, but at the same time, would it not be more beneficial at this stage of the season to this team to lean the other way slightly, give the youngsters time to develop, as you were saying, let them have a bit of a run, and at the same time, maybe hang on to that pick from Orlando? Maybe be in with a better shot of getting a higher percentage... um, in the draft lottery so that maybe we end up a little bit higher in the draft picks um, and maybe even get Scoot or by some miracle get Wemby. How do you feel about that? 
Yeah, you know how far out I am on this team now. How far off that ledge I've, I've fallen. Mm. Um, and it's why it doesn't really bother me the fact that I'd got to a point where I wasn't bothered if we did anything because I know whatever we do, whoever we brought in wasn't going to change things massively in terms of getting us 20 wins out of the next 23, for example. Yeah, well, that's not, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, because anything that would have done that would have been done by trade deadline. A mm. buyout is a buyout. Do you know what I mean? It's There's a reason why they've been bought out. Teams have decided <coughs> they don't want them. Obviously, with Pat Bev, he was traded to Magic to get... Um, Mobamba to Lakers, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Magic don't need him, bought him out. That's obviously same with Russ up at uh, Utah. So by the time we'd got to the buyout and not done anything, like I say, I couldn't care less what we did. It was kind of, we carry on as we are and fall further and further into depression and probably not even tank properly we end up giving Magic a fifth pick Um, or you make a small move which we obviously we have done hopefully improves some of the players like we just mentioned like Dalen and maybe puts a little bit of fire under P. Will so kind of develops the youth a little bit but like you say what's the long term benefit of it or yeah. short term benefit maybe short term benefit at this stage yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uh, to me I don't think whether we brought him in or we did nothing I don't think it changes I think we're not going to know the, this team's got no identity we don't know what they're going to do on Friday against Nets because no. we know we could quite easily beat them but at the same time we've seen we can quite easily get beaten by them yeah. And I mean, I don't, I'm not going to get too much into the schedule now because we'll go over it on Thursday. But coming out of this All-Star break, we've got, I've, I've only looked at the first four games and they're all, I mean, every game's a must win, but they're all must win. Yeah. Every one of them. We've got Nets, Wizards, um, Raptors, and then I can't remember who the fourth one was. Wizards and Raptors are near us in the standings. And if this team comes out of the All-Star break, even with Pat Bev, and loses them games, <laughs> then it doesn't matter what we do, does it? You know, because we'll, you know, we lose them three games with 10 below 500. We're pretty much in tank mode without saying it. The thing is, with Pat Bev coming in, he won't allow this team to tank. I don't think that's a word that he particularly uses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But he will do what he can to get us moving upwards. Whether he does it or not, it's a different thing. Obviously, the main part of that is on Zach, Vooch and Demar actually turning up for games. Um, yeah, like I say, I'm... I'm kind of done with this season anyway so 
my honest opinion is we stay where we are. I don't think whatever we did was going to change. I don't think we met the play-in and I don't think we tank. I think we're just mediocre, which I guess it's something we'll discuss more on Thursday um, because the question I've got is are we worse off now than we were, what, three, four years ago? Hmm. Like I say, that's a discussion for some for another day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because that's where I feel at the minute that you know, it, it's just, that's what I mean. It just to me, this season has just been so so demoralising, depressing. However you want to word it, that I just want it to be over. So. For me, Pat Bev coming in is that little bit of excitement for the last 23 games that I might need to keep me interested. So, I guess I didn't really answer your question, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, just had a little bit of a vent more than anything. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. Like I've said to you before, this is a safe space. This is what we're here for. Therapy. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Actually, I don't know if you've seen this, just on a complete different um, tangent, there's uh, been a bit of a woes bomb while we've been talking. No, I haven't. Uh, the Chicago Bulls are waving two-way forward Malcolm Hill uh, and are to sign forward Terry Taylor to a two-way deal. Um, okay. And then Casey Johnson... Uh, has then kind of followed that up by saying Terry Taylor, who Woj broke, the Bulls are signing to a two-way deal to replace Malcolm Hill, had 21 points, 14 rebounds and five assists versus the Bulls while playing for the Pacers last season. He has played 59 NBA games overall for the Pacers, averaging 6.6 points. So, basically... As has been the case historically, we've signed someone who played particularly well against us, <laughs> but whose averages are well below what, what he did against us. Um, yeah, not really sure how to feel about that, to be honest. It's a bit one of one thing I will say about it <clears throat> is it frees up the number 21 for Pat Bev. This is very true. And I'll, <laughs> I wonder if that's actually gone into the thought process. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like Malcolm Hill. Um, I kind of wanted to see him get a few more minutes, but yeah, he he wasn't getting much time at all. I mean, you know, I I I think he's not a bad three point shooter. I mean, he's come on and hit threes for us in the past, and we weren't using him <clears throat> when we couldn't hit a three at all. And I couldn't yeah. understand why he wasn't getting at least a few minutes just to throw up a few threes and see what happens. But obviously, he wasn't favoured by um by the great Billy Donovan, so. That's probably factored into it as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of that Terry Taylor, so I don't know. You no, know. Um, <laughs> obviously played for the Pacers, but um, 
I mean, I'm just assuming. Stand out my head. Is he? Did you say he's a, a, a forward? Um, it doesn't say his position actually. Well, that's where my head sort of went. Is that's because obviously everyone's been saying we've not solved another issue, which is a bit of size. Um, I mean, he's on a two. Yeah, way, forward, so... forward, forward, Terry yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, he's on a two way. How much is he going to play? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of it. To be fair, I don't think it particularly changes anything. No, I we don't know, either. You know, <laughs> we don't. We know that Billy doesn't like his um. Side. I mean, I don't know how big he is. You know, he could be a six foot six forward. You know what I mean? Could be another Javante Green, but um, yeah. <laughs> Again, it just goes into what I've just been saying. Nothing that this team does now is particularly uh, moving the needle for me. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. you know why. Why is it a move like that? I just don't get it. <coughs> I actually when think you, you got it in one. I think you got it straight away, and it could be just literally just to release the 21. <laughs> so maybe maybe they went to Malcolm and said, Malcolm, do you mind surrendering the 21 jersey to uh, Pat Bev? And he might have turned around and said, I'm not giving up 21. So they were like, okay, well, bye-bye. <laughs> well, um, kind of... You threw me a little bit with all that, but um, sorry. <laughs> kind of leads into the next little bit I was going to go on about is who's getting moved for um, Pat Bev to come in. Because obviously we had to release somebody. Obviously that Malcolm Hill one doesn't change anything. But um, no. obviously the three kind of options given were Tony Bradley, Goran Dragic and Marco Simonovic. Obviously, earlier today, a Woj bomb was Chicago Bulls are expected to waive centre Tony Bradley today to clear a roster spot to sign guard Patrick Beverly. And then a follow-up tweet of, there are still teams in the market for a reserve centre and Bradley may end up with a landing spot this season. So, you know, hopefully he does. If Yeah. You know, you don't like to see any player sort of moved and not have a job and stuff like that as much as... Tony Bradley's only ever going to be remembered for being carried off the court by Stephen Adams. Human handbag. Um, and we've actually got a poll going on Twitter. It's still going. Um, it's got 11 and a half hours left yet and 791 votes already. Um, start from the bottom. Other is 4%. Marco, 14%. Goran, 16%. Bradley, 66%. Um yeah, <laughs> we've been kind of expecting Bradley to go from the start, haven't we? Um, I guess the fact that we knew we were bringing in Pat Bev is where people went to with Dragic. You know, yeah. why do we need another guard? Um, but you can never have enough guards on this team, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then obviously Marco's thrown in because Billy doesn't even know he exists, which is probably why he's not being waived because they've completely forgot about him and <laughs> don't, don't realise he's on the roster, so why wave him? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a few comments on there already, but like I say, the poll hasn't finished yet, so I won't go into them. But a lot of people are just basically saying Dragic, too many guards. Um, why not just wave Pat Bev instead? <laughs> um, you know, good start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't think there's anything particularly surprising in Bradley being waved to make room no. for Pat Bev. No, to be honest with you, I mean, out of the three of them, that would have been the preferred choice. I just didn't see how it made as much sense as moving a guard. But um, yeah, like I say, this team just doesn't seem to be in a position where they're willing to give up guards, no matter how many they have. Yeah, I mean, just quick one or well, couple to finish on is obviously we've now got what Ayo, Kobe, Goran. Pat Bev, Caruso, Dylan, if you want to throw him in there. Um, that's it for the guards, isn't it? That are fit. Yeah. You know, where who's who's losing minutes for Pat Bev? Because Goran's lost a lot of minutes as it is anyway, through yeah. one reason or another, health, whatever. You know, so the rotations are just going to be all over the place again, aren't they? Well, I'm guessing that the the big loser in all this is going to be DT. Yeah, but then, I mean, I've not seen any updates injury-wise. I'm assuming Caruso's back. I'm assuming Demar's back since he played in the All-Star game, which is something else I wanted to talk about. But um, that's it, the next one. Yeah. Stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, so I'm assuming them two are going to be back. Not heard anything else on DJJ, and obviously Javante is following Lonzo in this six to eight weeks evaluation, whatever it is, and not hearing anything. So, you know, there's a chance that you could still see a little bit of Dalen coming in on the wings. Yeah. But I'd imagine that's where Caruso moves to, to allow Pat Bev to get the minutes at the guard. Yeah, well, I mean, he often does anyway, so yeah, makes sense. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, we'll probably end up running a line full of guards, won't we, knowing Billy? Yeah, with either yeah. Vooch or Drummond in the middle. Why even go that far? Why not just put five guards out? We've well, got yeah, they can put DJJ out there and five. <laughs> well, what have we got? We've got Ayo, Kobe, Zach, Caruso, and Pat Bev. Yeah, five-guard lineup. Why not? There you go. Caruso could probably play centre, maybe, according to Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, who would have thought we would have got to that point? I know, but it's actually where we're at, which is yeah. <laughs> crazy. And the last one before we get going, and then, and this is pretty much impossible to answer, but just for my own sort of peace of mind. Now, obviously, Pat Bev's coming in as a buyout. Um, something else that we're going to talk about Thursday is, as we just said, the amount of guards we've got, who's free agents, blah, blah, blah. Um, not very often a buyout gets extended. You know, past, obviously, the buyout period, is it? Right. Obviously, a lot of moves need to be made in the off-season in yeah. terms of who's getting re-signed, who's getting uh, traded, who, you know, whatever. Chances are Goran is gone. 
in the off season. So. I think so, yeah. Now, Pat Bev is 34, am I right? Something like that. Um, He's obviously finally coming to his hometown team. I believe his salary for Lakers this year was 13 mil. I don't know if that was a one-year deal or what, or if he had any options on it. He's obviously not going to command that kind of salary next year. No. If he was going to be available on a vet minimum, a Dragic type deal, Drummond type deal, you know, one plus player option one. If when he comes in, he turn not he's not going to turn it around, but you know what I mean. He his influence is positive. I'll put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Would you sign him on a one plus one vet minimum? moving forward so you know it's 35 36 years I spent in Chicago uh, if I mean if he's positive if he makes a positive impact I probably would I mean it's it's not an, it's not an expensive deal Um, yeah I'd say I probably would go with that yeah I mean yeah obviously as long as it's positive when he comes yeah. in <laughs> you yeah, know what exactly. I mean then, and you get it on the right right money Right length, all that sort of stuff. He basically replaces Goran, doesn't he? Um, yeah, he does. Yeah, I mean, I will say to, to I mean, I've got nothing else on it all. I don't know if you. <laughs> I know we were trying to keep this one a bit shorter. Yeah, no, I, I don't really have anything else to add. I, it, it's a, a bit of a wait and see situation now, isn't it? I mean. It, it's going to go one of two ways. I don't think there's any middle ground with Pat Bev. It's it's either going to come in and create so much friction that it, it starts to blow up the locker room or he's going to light a fire under the right people and it might actually start to reignite the passion uh, and we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, and I mean, obviously you've heard my take on it. I like it. I'm excited to see him get going. Um I was just going to say, for anybody who doesn't know or hasn't listened, he does have a podcast, obviously the Pat Bev podcast. Um, A new episode has dropped today where obviously he does go over joining Bulls um, and you can hear how excited he is. Uh, That's obviously where the comment about getting in Zach's ass comes from. Um, You know, and... He seems excited to be coming to Chicago. I believe last night he was actually in Paris. Um, and I think his plan was to fly back to LA today or this morning to obviously grab a few bits and bobs, sort out what he needed to sort out. And then he was um, getting a private jet to Chicago to be in Chicago tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. that's kind of what I kind of picked up from it Um, because he said he like when he goes to a new team he likes to be there he likes to get to know his surroundings you know he'll go around the the, um, practice you know the advocate for us um, get to know everybody and stuff like that and he said well they've got a game on the 24th which is Friday in it for us yeah Saturday for us the game but and obviously he's he's expecting to play in it so he's basically I think he's arriving in Chicago tomorrow 
straight into it all he said and he can't wait so well I think it's pretty I think it's pretty safe to say um having been born and raised in in uh, Chicago that he grew up a Chicago Bulls fan yeah so uh, you know that that's got to be pretty exciting for even if it is in the uh the twilight of his career it's 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 still pretty exciting to be able to go home and, and play for the team that you were rooting for before you became a professional yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's a few things that he says in, in that episode and you're kind of thinking, yeah, it gets, gets me fired up. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, it's yeah. And, you know, so like I say, if you haven't heard of it or listened to it, whatever, check it out. And I'm assuming moving forward, we've now got a Bulls player doing their own podcast. Yeah. I think he drops an episode once a week on a Tuesday, I think it is. So, you know, that'll be an interesting listen, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's nice It's nice to have a, another podcast to listen to that's Bulls related. <laughs> yeah, we haven't got enough. Because <laughs> we haven't got enough already, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Hey, bring all the content. I love all the content. Yeah, I'm sure it'll uh, he'll make it interesting as well. Definitely, yeah. But yeah, I'm done. Um if you've got anything else no nothing else I'm good yeah um, for an episode we didn't plan on doing it's not gone too bad <laughs> you know um, as usual thanks for listening like I say we'll be back on Thursday with a guest hopefully um, yep. and we'll talk some more about everything else then but yep. yeah until then as usual I've been Matt you can find me on Twitter at Matt C Red UK and you can find us on all the socials at C Red UK. And I've been Neil and you can find me on at Neil C Red UK. We appreciate you choosing to hang out with us here at the C Red UK podcast where it's a Chicago Bulls thing. If you wish, please subscribe, uh, rate and review us. And until next time, wherever you are in the world, C Red, go Bulls. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.